Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! it did to do and welcome into more important issues it is sunday march 6th i hope everyone has had a great weekend thankfully i have on my end it's been it's been a good one vols vol stuff included undefeated in the tommy bowl once again rick barnes man um i know again i know a lot of people we actually me and my brothers talked about this last night know a lot of people were frustrated but he is second season well i don't know if it's a full season but he went 30 i think one games because we were talking about if they've gone a full season undefeated. Um, they've done yeah. – the win streak at home has been 31 games um, is the longest win streak at home. And that was like 16 to – or 17 to 18, I think. 18, 19, okay. maybe. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know if it if it was a full season. But, man, what a weekend for the Vols. They did make it interesting. Um, made us sweat it out a little bit. You had a good weekend in Houston. Uh, I know the Lady Vols did uh, – weren't able to um, – you wouldn't go in the SEC tournament there in Nashville, but was it Kentucky that ended up winning? Yep. Seven seed? When has that happened in a women's tournament? So that's, I mean. I think they've won 10 straight. If oh, wow. What I saw is correct. So, wow. Credit to them then. Um, I just thought that was crazy that a women's seven seed, that's, I feel like that's pretty rare to see a, a low. Typically in, in the women's game, it's usually the higher seeds that are coming out on top always. Um, Usually, I'm probably going to get bashed for that because it's not true. I just made a broad statement. Um, <laughs> so, so, I'm going to go ahead and apologize for that. I, I know that's probably not right. It was, uh, But it was a good weekend. Fun had by all. Friday night kind of made it out to a slow start. But, hey, had to had to really draw the crowd in. You know, they, they concluded the weekend in the right way. Yeah, both teams made it very interesting. <laughs> um but we came out on top, like you said. So that's all that matters. <clears throat> exactly. I won't. I won't call it a perfect. Um, I did like hearing Coach K chewing out, telling the home crowd to shut up because of the effort was poor that night. That was funny. Yeah, it was also funny that he lost. Um, well, did you did you listen to his speech at the end for his ceremony? No, I did not. He apologized for the effort that night, and the crowd kind of started cheering. He was like, "No, no, be quiet, be quiet." Hmm. And I didn't yeah, see it, was awesome. it was awesome. I did <laughs> see where his assistant didn't shake Hubert Davis's hand through the line. I'm just like, I don't know. Do you do it? Do you do away with the handshake line? I think it's the biggest waste. Of, I, I think it only causes problems, is all it does. I think the coaches probably shake hands, but I think there's no reason, which I think the two head coaches should. Great game. Go back to your locker room. I think that should be the gist of uh, – but maybe not. I mean, Juwan Howard made that 
kind of an issue too. So maybe not. Maybe you yeah, just do away some, with all of it. Well, they had a year without it, so they're, they're just kind of getting back into the swing of things. I don't get why. A little shaky. I think. You do what? They're a little shaky right now. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how to handle it. <laughs> Got to get warmed up, definitely. Yeah. Um, it is interesting that you have to go because I, I don't. I, I kind of don't understand how you can't just say good game and move on. But also, like, there's a lot of games that end heated. And sometimes it does take a minute to cool down. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's it. Do away the handshake line. You heard it here first from Landon. I'm going to yeah. go no. I'm going to go no comment on that. How about that? Okay. That's fair. No comment. Um, we are talking. Uh, I, I do think, like, especially high school sports, I think it's so dumb. No, see, I think high school sports, you got it. But I think that's I think where so very a lot of the problems come. See, I would argue college is the most. I don't think you see it as much in high school, other than that one kid that tackled and punched the guy on TikTok. There's a lot of like kind of that stuff that happened. Like most stuff that like happens transpires after the game, right? Right, right. No, I, I definitely definitely see what you're saying. Um, I'm just yeah, no, I it's kind of a long winded debate, so I'll just I'll, I'll leave it at that. Like I I just feel like high school, you know, it. I don't yeah, know. they're trying to I, teach sportsmanship. I get that, but well, and that's the whole thing. You know, we talk about like deserving, like earning playing time. It's part of learning how to play the sport. I think. Yeah. And in, so I, I don't know. Um, Anthony Malone said three seven two one four. That is that is that your area code? Shout out three seven two one four. Shout out, yeah. Shout out. Um, what area code is that? Is that my area know. code? I'll look that up. I think that's my area code. <laughs> really? I I think so. I don't know. Um, I think so. We uh, well, let, let's let's jump right into basketball. We also need to talk about in the first half. Tennessee shot fifty percent from the field. It's Nashville. Um, Nashville. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm three three seven six one four. Don't. Hey, don't whoa, whoa! Just don't look it up. Can I have I'm your credit card information too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, no, uh, can we talk about how Tennessee, which I mean, they finished 46%. My point was going to be they shot 50% from the field in the first half and then couldn't ice the game on free throws. It was very sad. You're like, this team's shooting so good right now. And then late in the game, just kind of diminished. I hate to be negative. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be negative. Tennessee clinched the two seed. I'll, I'll, I'll stop being negative. Tennessee clinched the two seed. Um, get the double by. I mean, there was a, I'm happy. It was, it was just complacent. Like, they just – it seemed dead. You know, when Kenny Chandler got in foul trouble, it seems like that's when they were starting to make their run. And, and the announcers jinxed it on TV anyway. They're like, if they can cut it in within 10 by the 10-minute mark, you know, we probably got a game. Well, my brother said if they get it to 10 at, at, what, at, what, at the what mark? 10-minute mark. Jonathan said if they get it to 10 within at the 5-minute mark, then it's it's going to be a close game. They got to 11 at 5-14, I think. Yeah. And sure enough. We had ourselves a ball game. I mean, Kenny Chandler, like, I know he's going to be an NBA player, but, man, you have to get back. got to make a free I mean, throw. The, five or six from three, and then you go 0 for three from the free throw line, and two All of those are bad. Yeah. Like, that first one is straight off the rim. The next one didn't touch anything. Ask Rick Barnes how he feels about it. <laughs> ask, ask old Ricky B how, how he's feeling. Um, he likes it. No, it's it, it's frustrating. Um I mean, but making those threes, and thankfully you have a guy like Santee who in the last four minutes doesn't miss from the free throw line. So right. 
that that that's a positive. But we also we credit the refs Tuesday night against Georgia, and we have 29, fou- 29 fouls. Was that it? Twenty nine fouls in the first half. Yeah, we had fifty total. That's abysmal. It's a lot of fouls. You cannot tell me these teams played to fifty fouls. There's fifty seven free throws shot in this game. That's absurd. How did they not get to 100? I mean, that's embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, only both teams shot 67% from the free throw line. I mean, I was like, man, we held a, we held we held Arkansas to 29 points in the first <laughs> half. Well, then they turn around and hold us to 28 in the second half. So it was just very strange. Well, and that is an unfortunate part about Tennessee's uh this Tennessee team is this you talk about basketball being a game of runs. Tennessee lives and dies by runs. Oh, 100%. Get out to a 16-point lead at the half, 16 points at the half, and then 21. They cut 21 points, sorry, 21-point lead at the half, and then they cut it to two with, what, a minute 12 left, I think, is when they cut mm-hmm. it to two. So they're really living and dying by runs, which when you get into March, you you got to cut down on those. And, and not to – I mean, obviously, when you go on a run, it's positive. Um, but defensively, you got to figure out a way to to slow those runs down. And a lot of that is your best in, in run situations. A lot of your best defense is your best offense. When when your defense is getting kind of pummeled in those runs and your offense can't score, it it kills every momentum you have defensively. So got to got to find ways to do that. Um, but I mean, you can't. I'm so upset with how. Can you hear my FaceTime? Or is that just me? Very loud in my earphones. Um, it just cut. It cut you out for God, a second. That just that that was probably it. And, and she's calling me. Um, I, I might need to answer that. But the uh, totally lost my train of thought. The way that just blasted into my ear. Shout out <laughs> Apple. Yeah. So runs don't don't like them when they're against you. That's that's for sure. That I can't remember what I said now. That I'll I'll end it at that. I mean, you couldn't have a, a better half than Tennessee did in the first half. I mean, our trio of guards had 31 points and Arkansas had 29 themselves. So, you know, Kenny Chandler was lighting it up. I think he was five for five at one point, ended up five for six. I would like – I just think we got, like, complacent. We got boring. You know, it, it seemed like in the first half we were – the point guard was pushing everything to the rim. And when he got stopped, he would dribble it out and we'd set up our offense. But there was like none of that during that run where Arkansas really um, kind of took over. So I, I just, I don't know. I would like to see, I would like to see us keep the foot on the gas, hundred percent. Yeah, and on that note, I thought there was too much of that in the la- like the latter part of the game when when it's a four point five point game where our guards would go in, bring it back out, and then there's nothing to do. And and that's, I mean, you're right. You got to set up the offense beyond that. But it was it was almost like. It was like a, a faux aggression. I'm going to act like I'm going to try to go to the hole, but I'm not going. And, and especially when they're calling fouls like that, go to the hole, which I, mean, I guess since it gets to the free throw line, you're, you may not hit it. But be aggressive and, and get to the rim in that situation. So, I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. And um, do, you, do you think that, that hampers Kenny Chandler from going to the rim more often because he's not a great free throw shooter? Uh, it, it's um, – because Jalen Williams, he has four fouls early in the second half. Like, how do you not go to the rim? Yeah, it's – I mean, that may, but what sucks is it shouldn't. Like, you just got to go. And and another thing about free throws, 
once you hit one, especially that first one, which once you miss that first one, it can really mess up that headspace. But hit one, and you're feeling confident the next one you take. So, yeah, get to the free throw line regardless of how you're shooting from there. Yeah, I mean, over three just – It's called a free throw for a reason. Yeah. Three yeah, is in the I name, mean, boys. When Brandon Hunley Hatfield, he goes three for five. Urosh goes two for two. Adu goes three for four. Fulgerson, three for four. I mean, you can't have your starting point guard that's going to be a future NBA draft pick go 0 for three from the free throw line. It just can't happen. Especially, yeah. you know, heading into this tournament, that that could be the game. And it could have been right. the game yesterday. Right. And it wasn't just him. I mean, Ziegler was three for six. He wasn't great either. Um, well, I, I mean, think like he was, was the one that, the whole team. that he could have iced it and, and didn't. Yes, it was Ziegler, unfortunately. Um, no, I felt like everyone was was poor from the free throw. I mean, we had a comment here from Intramural Iceman. Is that Intramural Hockey? Intramural, is it um, curling? Maybe. I don't know what Iceman means. He said, if you see this during the oh, show, bloody. comment on Tennessee basketball. Finally have two athletic big men that can build around and what that means to the future of Tennessee basketball. I wanted – so we went to that four guard with, with Fulgerson in late in the game. Folky, I get it. He's your – he's your. you can feel like you can count on him. He's your guy. The way both Adu and Brandon Hunley-Hatfield were playing in, that, in the second half, I felt like they just added more to protecting the rim. I felt like they added more offensively. I would have liked to see one of them in the game late. Um, I get I get Fulkerson being out there. I do. and But, yeah, no, I think it's – I mean, we've talked about Tennessee. It feels like the missing piece the last two years has been – especially the last two years has been the big man. Um, even with Grant Williams, you're, you're like, could you imagine if, if he had, which you had Alexander, um, Kyle Alexander come along, you like, can you imagine if you had a seven footer helping protect the Ram with Grant Williams? So, yeah, I think it's huge, a huge piece that Tennessee basketball has been missing. If those guys kind of keep progressing just a little bit in March, that adds a ton to this, the run they potentially could make. Oh yeah. I mean, Adu had three blocks in the game. He is a natural rim protector. He causes people to miss layups. Um, Brent Hunley Hatfield, I don't think he's as he's he's not a rim protector, but he is a a presence that you have to account for, um, right. offensively and defensively. So, yeah, I really like these two. I, I like their potential. I wish we could have saw it kind of earlier. Um, mm. but you know, Kumwal was in there as well, and, and we'd like to have him back as well because he is another kind of athletic big guy, but. Yeah, these two are going to be fun to build around. Um, I think Tennessee has something with them. You know, I I wish we could have got Jabari Smith. Um, <laughs> no offense to these two, but uh, you know, I I like the future of Tennessee basketball with the with you know your front court and Adu and BHH. Hundred percent. And you mentioned Kumwa. He's still probably your best offensive big man, right? Yeah, yeah. I I think so. He just more polished and, and just played right. more basketball. Um, right. But, you know, you play a guy like – if Adu plays 30 minutes, like he probably could have against Kentucky and he has that kind of game. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Kumal was – he was – let's say what it is. Kumal is a, a decent basketball player. Good, yeah, and good, good basketball player. But he he struggled against teams with size. Yeah, and I was about to say I, I would kind of like to see him on the court as, at the same time as as a guy like Adu. 
give him a give him a rim protector to play next to, yeah, take some pressure else. off him having to to be the guy down low, and I, that he might play a little bit better defensively. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if this was kind of just an act to build on that atmosphere. Like, we just had that collapse to make it tight, um, <laughs> just to make that atmosphere a little bit better. Yeah, I had to send Folky out on a high note, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe send him out. I mean, what's he got left? Six, seven years of eligibility? What's, yeah, another, what's, another, what's another seven on top of 30? I mean, come on. Yeah, Lifetime membership. Mm-hmm. Lifetime membership. YMCA, uh, baby. <laughs> they do lifetimes? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you did have that three-headed monster kind of kind of come back alive this game. Um Ziegler, Viscovi, and um Kenny Chandler all scoring double digits again. So feels good to feel a sense of normalcy and as you head into SEC tournament play and really wanna really interested to see how these guys do. Hopefully they win their first SEC game, kind of going back to back days and, and what that do you talk about it? Elevated guard play is what takes you in, into March deep. And and so getting that short tournament that has short turnaround time like the NCAA tournament, um, I, I mean, I'm very excited and interested to see that. Yeah, I, I just think we're, we're kind of getting a little turnover happy at the wrong time. I don't really like yeah. to see that. Just 17, I think, against Georgia, you had 15 or something like that. So I like to and see that. Ten of those came in the first half, I think. Yeah, I would like to see that dwindle down a little bit. But 12-18 from three, you're not going to lose many games shooting like that. I mean, you had more twos than you – or you had more threes than you did twos in this game, which is insane. So, Tennessee's playing good basketball. I mean, that second half wasn't ideal by any means, but you came out on top. I mean, you played both halves for a reason. Um, it's, a good, it's a good Arkansas team. So, to pretend that – that leads comfortable in a late game against a team like that. You just got to know it's not. Yep. And then when the refs are going to blow their whistle every, every two minutes, actually more than that, every about minute, what would that be about minute 37 ish 50,000 every, no less than, or more than that every minute Mm -hmm. they're they're blowing their whistle every minute. Plus, I mean, every less than a minute, it's insane. It's not basketball. I don't understand how the – and I, I'm going to go in the NCAA and my fail of the week. I don't understand how the NCAA can watch games like that and be happy with the product that they're putting together. Because <laughs> you are very much responsible for the officials. Yeah. I mean, the good thing, it was it was pretty consistent. Um, they didn't just call a bunch of charges on for Jalen Williams, so that was nice to see. I would um, like to see them consistently shut up. That's true, yeah. Just swallow your whistle. Literally choke on it and die. <laughs> oh my god! You heard me. I had two Arkansas games that go like that. Choke. Um, that takes it, but that makes it almost not an enjoyable. Like I enjoyed it because I'm a Tennessee fan, but there's not a soul that was a Tennessee and Arkansas, a non-Tennessee Arkansas fan that watched that game and thought that was a good basketball game because of the whistles. Yeah, not a soul. I pulled him. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, undefeated at home, beating um, number six Arizona, number thirteen LSU, number four Kentucky, number three Auburn, and fourteen Arkansas um, was all on that sixteen and zero home streak this season. So pretty impressive. I mean, I wish you could play every game in Thompson Bowling Arena in March, but. Um, <laughs> It is what it is. 
Maybe if we're like Coach K, maybe we can request it. He requested Chicago, didn't he? Maybe we could request Thompson Bowling Arena specifically? Yeah, maybe. Why do they not do NCAA tournament games at at arenas like Thompson Bowling Arena? Big, nice arenas like Rupp. I, I don't know. It's very strange to me. You don't display some of your best stadiums, and I don't understand it. Like same yeah. same for same for postseason football. And I get why you don't have the national championship or the final four there. I get that. I just don't understand some of the early games. I don't get some of the meaningless bowls. Why do you not try to promote your brand? I don't get that. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. It seems too simple, Landon. It's too simple. Let me ask you this. If you're in the chat, I want I want answers. Don't be quiet. Don't be shy. If you had a either – you can pick bowl or March Madness game. Just one stadium or one arena it has to be an NCAA participant. So didn't Tulane used to play at the Mercedes-Benz Dome? Yeah, I would I technically so. count. I would technically count that. Something like that. Um, if, if you could see one game be played at a stadium that it's not. Like the, the Liberty Bowl gets played at the Liberty Bowl. Um, so – Game, March Madness game, early tournament game, or meaningless bowl game, what stadium or arena you want to see it in. Don't be shy. I want to hear. Do you have one? Like, does it have to make sense? Not a, I'm just saying, like, a game that you're like, that they games need to be played there. Uh, players need to participate in a game there. If it's like in like Arizona, I don't think they play anything at Sun Devil Stadium anymore. That's a great stadium. Obviously, the Tostitos Bowl used to be there. But now it's in Phoenix. Uh, like the Fe- it used to be University of Phoenix Stadium. I don't know what it is now. So I think it's State Farm Marine, or State Farm uh, Stadium now. But something like that. Like a game maybe it hadn't. It used to be there. Stadiums that should be played in. Something like that. Or I mean, Neyland. Neyland would be a great bowl host if you're playing one in, in Nashville and Memphis. Playing in Neyland doesn't make sense. Or not playing in Neyland doesn't make sense. Yeah, like why use it for venues for stuff other than the sport it's supposed to host, like the Big House. The Big House would be a great bowl stadium. It would be very cold that time of year, so that that one I kind of understand. But yes, a big like playing a game at the Big House would be fantastic. Yeah. Actually, no. During that weather, I want to see a snowy bowl game. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Big House is a good one. I mean, if you don't want to play in that bowl game, you don't have to. You don't <laughs> yeah, have to you, can, you can deny it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I like the big house. That's a good answer. I don't know on mine. I, I think I think a NCAA tournament weekend in Thompson Bowling Arena would be a lot of fun. Whether I mean Tennessee, whether Tennessee plays in it or not, I think fans would really. I mean, it's a good. It's a good arena. The outside looks a little janky, but you step in it. It's a, it's a great basketball arena. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, smaller stadiums, especially like like Cameron. You know, stadiums See, like that who, I just who don't are think smaller. Can, yeah, I don't. That's but you wouldn't. I mean, you're not going to have a lot of people travel that anyway. Um, now maybe you would for a for a big game, but if it was like a, a first round game, two teams that aren't playing in it are, are like it's not Duke, right? Like you probably don't. Uh, See, is, is Cameron eleven? I'd argue that is Cameron the same if Duke's not playing there. I probably not. Whereas, like, I feel like I mean, it's, it's probably all nice different. Arena. Right. Right. Because, like, you wouldn't fill up Thompson Bowling Arena. You wouldn't fill up the Dean Dome. Um, you wouldn't fill See, up like, Kentucky. Dean, the Dean, like, you're talking about um, North Carolina. That's a great, that's a great arena. Yeah. 
that I feel like could be used for something like that. And they it's don't a, even, they don't even let their girls basketball play in there. Rub does. Uh, the girls basketball for Kentucky play somewhere else too. They don't play in Rub. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. Sorry, you guys are seeing how my mind works. I can I can go anywhere with these topics. <laughs> you should have heard our conversations Friday night watching Tennessee versus Texas. Yeah, I couldn't tell weird. you what they were about. Yeah, weird. Went everywhere with them. Um, let, let's talk about the guys who impressed us on, on Saturday. We talked about how Tennessee is. You, you got to be kind of happy with how they're playing right now going into March. Who are some guys that impressed you on Saturday and maybe excited to see next week uh, in Tampa? Yeah, I got to go with Kenny Chandler. Um, being five like or six, I mean, I I think the offense def like when he was out due to foul trouble, that's when things started turning toward Arkansas. You know, they they mm-hmm. saw a little blood in the water and kind of took advantage of it. Um, so I'm gonna go with him. I, I think he's he's the one that's gonna take us for, far in March. Um, I think other guys maybe have that capability, but I think. He's your best player. He's your ball handler. The offense runs through him. That the offense is the only thing that's worrisome. Defense is there, right. and he he had to guard JD Note a lot the other night. And JD Note was six to twenty. I know he got twenty points, um, but he was basically the only one shooting late in the game. <laughs> I like that one, um, and I agree with with going deep. I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go, Mister Consistent, Santiago Vescovi. He's your guy who went four for four from the free throw line, uh, three for four from three, four rebounds, four assists, a block, two steals. He's been kind of that Mr. Consistent all year, 15 points. So I, I'm going to I'm gonna give you another one other than Kennedy Chandler and, and go with our boy Vescovi. Vescovi. I was super impressed with Brandon Hundley-Hatfield. Seven points, four rebounds. Um, he's only two of six and three or five from the free throw line, but I, I just think he's he's a difference maker. Um, mm-hmm. And we were super worried after Kumal went down, like, what the hell are we going to do down low? But him and – I'll add Adu in that as well because he had three yeah. blocks, three points, three offensive rebounds, um, five total rebounds. So, I mean, those two guys have really made the most of the opportunity. And um, – Hopefully they're able to continue to build some confidence and you know get even better as we get later in into March. Yeah, I've been been very impressed with honestly um, a lot. I mean, Urosh has, has impressed me. I, I think he's kind of been what you need him to be. Um, it was unfortunate that early in the season you thought you needed more from him, but now that you're getting help from um, BHH and Adu and even Folky's giving you some at times, he sh- I think he should. You need more from him still, but I think Urosh has kind of been what he, what you need him to be. Um, nothing more. So, yeah, I've, I've liked that. Yeah, I think this team's playing really good. I'm, I'm very excited to see him and um, continue. Hopefully, continue playing well into March and maybe a game in April. Maybe two games in April would be nice. Um, how uh, how unfortunate it is that Chandler and Fulgerson were out for the Alabama game. Well, I was also about to say you were talking about undefeated at home. I was like, how nice would it have been to get just one of those away games? Um, yeah. you played some tough. You played well. I'm just saying, win one of those away that you lost. Oh, LSU, yeah. Alabama, Kentucky, just win one of those games. Yep, it would have been wonderful. Arkansas, the Arkansas one would have Arkansas would have been the best to get. Turns out, 
um, yeah, it would have been fun. Would have made it a lot better. Because you would, you'd have won the SEC. You would have, yeah. Co-owned it, but yeah, you would have, and you would have been the one seed. So, it, you if so they wouldn't do a tiebreaker. Whatever, whoever has the record, they wouldn't do a tiebreaker since we beat Auburn. The tiebreaker would just be to determine seating. Okay. Okay. You'd co- co-own the championship and and gotcha. Because we would have if Auburn had lost, we would have had a championship share of the championship, but we would have been the one seed. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why they do it that way, but I think I, I got to assume it's because a lot of teams play twice. Maybe. Yeah, I just that. assume like if you play twice, like you're one and one. Then that it would go the next tiebreaker, right? Or, or I think you would just or coach. Yeah, yeah, I think you do co champions at that point. But if you only played once, who won that head to head? That's your champion. Right. But yeah, no, I mean that's fair. Well, I don't, I don't understand it, but it's also when you're Kansas and Baylor, they are co champions and they beat each other each time. So gotcha. like they're one on one. So that's why they, that's why it made sense that they shared it. But right. And I will say this, as great as it is to win, I'm not taking away anything because when Tennessee won it, loved it, went in a regular season. Basketball is truly a game of, or a, a sport of tournaments. So the big one's the tournament. That, that, so winning, winning next week, um, winning the one in March, that's that's the one that matters. Obviously, it's great to win it, but I think that may be kind of the logic that goes into it. It is a long season. <coughs> so I don't know. I, I, it, it is weird, certainly. So the three seed is Arkansas, right? Three seed is uh no Kentucky. Kentucky. Four seed okay. is Arkansas. So we'll play Kentucky, assuming those teams win. Yeah, we beat. we win. Kentucky wins. Yeah. yeah, winner of oh gosh, let me pull it up. Yeah, let me pull that up. Actually, um, kind of run through that. What are what are some? I know there are some um some recruits there in Thompson Bowling Green, maybe having a good time. And I know we want to talk about Junior Day. Yeah, I mean, first we'll we'll. I think that added to the atmosphere. Um, you know, a lot of guys that did some interviews this weekend really talked about the basketball game and how cool that was to see. I mean, they checkered it out, um, sold out crowd and a game that Tennessee won um, on senior day for junior day. So pretty cool. But, yeah, the We Want Nico chance happened. That was pretty cool. You know, his – his family had a great time up here. This they're still up here. This I think they leave tomorrow, um, but they've been up here all weekend. You know they are at the. His family was up on the rooftop bar last night with Highpool Goldish. Um, Halsley was up there as well. So I mean they're having a good old time. Nico is, you know they're playing. Him and his brother Madden were playing um, top golf down there in in the embassy and. Uh, you know, taking pictures with people and, you know, I'm sure they're just having just a a great time. Um, it definitely seemed like that from the rooftop that his family was having a really good time. They were watching the fights and I'm sure just. Dang, they were out late. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. I guess we left at midnight and I think they're kind of heading out at the same time. So, um, you know, I know that one's not going to be easy, but you got him in town. You got him, him and his family here for a weekend. Um, he was here, I think, this fall as well. So, going to be hard to get that those West Coast kids to Tennessee. Um, and then you got to fight off Georgia and Alabama if he does end up coming to the SEC. But if you do, 
my goodness. I mean, this oh. – you found something with Josh Heupel if you're landing those kids from California. Right, right. I, and I don't um, – we'll jump back into football. I did pull up the bracket here. So, Tennessee will play the winner of Mississippi State and South Carolina. Um, Kentucky will play the winners of the winner between Georgia and Vanderbilt, and then out that winner will play Alabama. That winner will play Kentucky. Um, so, that's Tennessee's side of the bracket for, okay. for next weekend. Tennessee plays on – let's see. They're the – Seventh game is that right? I got to look at this. I've bad. I say ninth game. Sorry. So that's on. That's on Friday. Will be Tennessee's first game. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <coughs> I'm ready to get to the the dance, baby. It looks yeah. like Tennessee's going to be a three seed in that. Um, it's looking maybe, like Tennessee at worst is going to be a three seed, which is yeah, incredible. It, it looks like if Tennessee's able to maybe at least get to the championship or even win it, they could possibly be a two seed. So yeah. Yep. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Good day. Um, good time to be a ball. I'll tell you that. But yeah, Nico, I mean, that's it would be cool. It really would. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. I walk by him, the kid is every bit of six five. I mean, he <laughs> is massive. But yeah, apparently he's getting comparisons to like Justin Herbert is like the main comparison, which I mean, I'd gladly take a Justin Herbert on my team. Yeah, from from what I've seen from Justin, wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. mind. Um, wouldn't yeah, we'll see what kind of happens with that. But yeah, Tennessee's you know riding the thick of things with that, and hopefully they're able to. I'm sure they had a good showing. Um, it just seems like we have some genuine coaches in charge. I know that's probably like beating a dead horse, but yeah, I'm gonna sit out on that one right now. I'm gonna I, wait till they get fired to. To comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> but like Hypel, like Rick Barnes, Tony Vitello, Kelly Harper, it just like <clears throat> those are people like you could go up to and ask to like have their picture made. And I feel like all four of those people would be. Well, Pruitt got sexually assaulted in Gus's and didn't seem to mind too much. <laughs> he was kind of weird about it though. <laughs> I mean, that's I, just his I super weird. Probably would have been weird in that situation too. That guy was all over him. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, also, in this weekend was a four-star athlete Christian Conyer out of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, three-star defensive lineman Nathan Robinson out of Greenbar- Greenbrier, Tennessee. Four-star um, Caleb Herring, Edge, um, out of Riverdale High School in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And then uh, got to commit today. Three-star wide yep. receiver from Lipscomb Academy in the Nashville area, Nate Spillman, coming to Tennessee. He's a kind of outside receiver, 6'1", 6'2", uh, 194 pounds. Got some good speed, runs good routes. And he goes up and gets those 50-50 balls. So um, this is a kid they targeted and, and really liked. You know, his ranking is not just over the top, but – his brother is pretty good too. I think he's an outside linebacker in the 2024, 2025 class. One of those. I don't remember. Um, Building family connection. I like it. Yeah. Kind of that Caleb Elijah Herring, kind of the same thing there where you're trying to, you know, get one and hopefully you get both of them. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, I think adding him is just 
you're building that in-state recruiting class, which last year you only had two um, in the recruiting class. And then this year you have four total commits for 2023, and two of them are in-state guys. So mm-hmm. um, definitely like to see guys from Tennessee stay home. And then uh, you have a guy coming back to Tennessee in Georgia Tech transfer, um, Wesley Walker, defensive back, previously out of Innsworth in Nashville. And, um, you know, I had quite a bit of – I mean, he played 28 games at Georgia Tech in his career. And um, 23 games, I'm sorry, 96 tackles, um, two TFLs, two fumble recoveries and six pass deflections. So a guy that can really add depth to that defensive back room and, you know, probably is a nickel-ish, maybe safety kind of guy. I think he played a lot of those things at Georgia Tech and then, you know, decided to come back, play for Willie Martinez, and um, and we'll take him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, like you said, kind of adding depth to that that defensive back group is going to be be big. Um, kind of still, especially with some of your experience gone, definitely looking to fill some holes. So get, especially getting a guy that's played college football, uh, is yeah. big for that. Yeah. Theo Jackson was a huge loss. So definitely want to try to match that production there. And, you know, I'm not saying he's going to, but maybe, you know, do by committee where, you know, Danico Slaughter or Tamir McDonald, um, right. Christian Charles, you know, a lot of those guys can probably fill that void. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, anything else for kind of this recruiting weekend or football or before we before we jump into the fun part of the show, the we're the baseball podcast. We're baseball. We're we're a Tony Vitella podcast. Where is Zakaya Ziegler? Um Zakaya Ziegler and then um baseball podcast. That yeah. that's our podcast. So that's fair. This is, I get it. Yeah, this is it. Um let's do it. Let's talk some Houston. Houston travel. What's your favorite MLB ballpark to watch on TV? Hmm. Man, that's tough. Um, it's definitely not Minute Maid. <laughs> really? I kind of like Minute Maid. Really? I think I, there's just something. It looks good on TV, and I like the I – like, I mean, what do you see a lot of that you kind of – because, I mean, when, the, when you're watching the pitch – you don't get a lot of the outfield. You get like two rows of the stands, so all the parks look the same, mm-hmm. really. Um, so I think when I look, when I think of ballparks on TV, I think of what the what the outfield wall and the, everything behind that looks like. So like for me, I'm I, I think Minute Maid looks good. Of course, I think Chicago looks fantastic. Yeah, I think um, Chicago looks good. I think Chicago San Francisco, looks great. San Francisco. Looks cool too. Nice. San Francisco looks good. <laughs> Um, St. Louis looks good. That, that hurts to say as a Cubs fan, but St. Louis has a great looking ballpark when you're when you're looking out over the uh, over the um, the wall there. So yeah, no, I I, I enjoyed watching the ML or the Ash, MLB Network and Astros.com were not good broadcast, but um, watching games in that stadium was I don't mind it. And uh, there are no trash cans being banged, and that we know like that we know of, and, and I like that Tennessee show that they can hit the ball out of the park somewhere like Minute Maid because we were we were looking it up Friday night. Um shout out to is it is it Callum Valls I'll say is that handle shout out to him. He he had dropped the uh um the distance comparing it to T D Ameritrade there in Omaha. So the fact that Tennessee's hitting 
pitting them out there kind of gives you confidence a little bit if maybe Tennessee gets back there. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, ran into a really good team in Texas. Guess we'll start with Friday night. Um, that thing's going for you. I mean, Chase Burns was shoving it. Um, he pitched five innings, two hits, one on run, 10K. This was one-to-one when he went out of the game. And, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, didn't. You know, maybe you coulda let him go another inning, but he went with Camden Sewell, who's been great for you. And that's another thing. Could He, he probably could have gone another inning. Was that just Texas's inning, though? Does that happen to Chase Burns? I mean, you obviously can't say that for sure because Camden Sewell is a great pitcher, too. Um, yeah. Obviously, you get a guy in there that, that's that's kind of rocking and and you'd like to see him maybe ride it out. But like you said, woulda, coulda, shoulda. It, it sucks, and it, and it sucks for a guy like Camden who, who's given you so much in his Tennessee career that yeah, that he comes in and that happens to him. And, um, and, and like you said, you just run into a really good Texas team. We, you see it um, – Saturday against LSU, and then did UCLA end up knocking them off today? They were up, I think, five to one in the eighth. So I'm yeah, I didn't. Sure. Okay, yeah, I didn't get the final. Um, I mean, you, and it's good to play these big teams in the uh, in the kind of the early going. Uh, when we when you look at some of the out of conference teams Tennessee's playing this year, especially in their weekend series, uh, you don't have a lot of challenges. It was five to one. Yep. Okay. So, so they did get knocked off by UCLA today. Um, but, yeah, you, you don't see a lot of the same challenges. Like you had Mississippi State open with Long Beach State, played Tulane this weekend. Um, they're 6-6. Six and six. They're not having a great yeah, – I mean, I know they played not, some good teams, but they, they are not off to the, tar, uh, the start that they wanted to be. No, I, absolutely not, regardless of who they played. But, yeah, I think it uh, – I, I think getting a team like this is is good. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily good to go play teams in the weekend series that – you could end up six and six. That's got to hurt the confidence a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I but yeah, but running into a team like Texas is unfortunate when they're on. You obviously got to be real on, and but I mean, it, you play a weekend series. I'd like to see or a series. I'd like to see Tennessee play Texas on Saturday night. After that, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you're playing them at their best. They had their ace on on the mound. We had our best. Um, I mean, we'd love to have Blade Tidwell as well, but the best we have right now was Chase Burns, and and he played like the best too. I mean, we you just yeah, you just mentioned it, and you're gonna have to go to your bullpen sometimes. So like, it probably could have been the next inning where they just you know everything kind of went their way, and, and Tennessee kind of fell apart a little bit. And you know, and had, too, it's, and too, it's not just on Camden Sewell. You get out of that inning earlier. Um, if Jarrell makes that play at second, it's an unfortunate mistake that happens, but it's not all on the pitching. It, and it truly is a team effort when it comes to defensive play. It's, you get a ground out for a double play. You got to turn that in a situation like that. So, so it, I mean, Camden didn't play his best. I think he would agree. And, and, um, but I mean, it take, it definitely took a team effort that, that you just didn't get there. Yeah. When a guy goes out that has 10 strikeouts and, and you just can't hit, it's going to give you a little bit of a boost. And right. you got, like you said, you got to be on your game. And, you know, maybe he wasn't, or maybe they were just dialed in. We're like, thank God we don't have to face Chase <laughs> Burns anymore. Um, but yeah, unfortunate. I mean, you had the Luke Lipsius strikeout that was so God. far off the plate. It wasn't funny. Um, it was in the, it was in the right handed batter's box. And there was a play today where a kid got hit 
but he showed the bunt and he pulled it back and half of his foot was you know on not the in the batter's box it was close to the plate or on the mound on the plate like how does that doesn't make sense to me is how is he able to be kind of over the plate and get hit and still who'd get they get base? who'd they get for leaning in on Friday night uh, who was it on a 10 minute uh, review was it Blake Burke it might have been it might have been on a freaking yeah. I hate I hate reviewing baseball <laughs> more than any sport yeah they're super long and I mean maybe they're long in major league too but they just seem super long in college baseball especially this weekend and I don't know what all you're trying to like I I still hate it in football but I think there are more things you got to figure out like the clock uh, you got to figure out where the yard line's coming back to or going to there's a lot you're not piecing that much information together in a baseball play yeah my thing is like Okay, you made your like bang bang play. You made what you called. Then you slow it down and make the same call. Like, I, I don't understand why it takes so. Like, why do you have to get right. it? If it's confirmed, it should be done. Yeah, piece it together. Like that. The one today where Jarrell Ortega or Evan Russell throws out a dude from his knees because balls in the dirt. He delayed, stealed, uh, stole, and. Um, Ortega tags him. They call him safe. They review it. You can see as soon as, like, clear as day, as soon as they slow it down, he's out. Just yeah. call him out. Right. Right. No clue what you're trying to piece together in those. But, yeah, it's very frustrating. Um, regardless, I mean, Friday night was not a night Tennessee had, but they did bounce back Saturday afternoon and and had themselves a day against Baylor. You got to see the ball go out of the park more. Um, obviously, you had that one Friday night with Evan Russell, which was nice, but got to see it more fly more on Saturday. Yeah, I think your your first two batters on Friday really struggled. And Saturday and Sunday, it just seems like it, it was kind of everybody um, was hitting in this game. They, they just found their bats, had a lot of timely hits. A lot of their runs came with two outs, including mm-hmm. Jordan Beck's bomb that, you know, if, if the top wasn't on Minute Maid, it's probably still going. <laughs> and he called it, too. In, uh, in Kiv's front yard. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, ben McKee asked him, like, have you thought about hitting it over the the train? <laughs> and he's like, oh, if it happens, it happens. Well, he did it. <laughs> he, did. <laughs> he was trying to land it in the Minute Maid container, the orange yeah. container. Yeah, the oranges container. Is that kind of like the um, – what is it with uh, – you know when Zeke jumped in that – it was yeah. The, it was the um, the ring the bell people. Shriners, is that what it is? What are they? That's not Shriners that does that at Christmas time, is it? Shriners. Yeah, yeah. He says okay. Yeah, the, he jumped in like the big container for the okay. Donation. So this was a Shriners thing too. Yeah, there, yeah. there we go. <laughs> We're trying to get donations for it. Yeah, um, spread awareness. Love it. Um, but yeah, overcame a four run deficit in the first inning. You know, they just walked a couple guys. Dolander finally slept, settled down after that first inning. You know, it, I feel like they were going to go to the bullpen, and then we tied up, and they're like, all right, 0-0, zero, zero, go back out there and find <laughs> yourself. And he did. And then, um, man, Kirby Cannell, when he came in, good God. That's the best he's looked. And I know he hadn't played a ton this season. That's the best he's looked this season, though. Oh, yeah, 100%. Maybe you get to show it off a little more against a team like Baylor. Yeah, they're not, they're not great, but I definitely think they're better than – they're the best team you played besides Texas. Yeah, hundred percent, 
hundred percent. ETSU is pretty good. ETSU, Tennessee, right. Texas. No. Um, yeah, you're probably right. That definitely second or third up there. Um, but yeah, he was phenomenal. Jared yeah. Dickey hit the ball and all the, weekend. Was it the stash? I don't think he's been curling the stash lately. You think it's he, he brought it back and it's it's looking. I don't know. Maybe all this NIL money has kind of gotten to his head and he finally just <laughs> mellowed it out. The volley fingers. That's a that's a badass shirt, though. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's a bad – I don't know if I – I'll have to find it and send it to you. But yeah, it's, it's basically just like a outline of him with his mustache, and it says volley fingers. Did you see – so speaking of that, did you see Aub- the Auburn thumb finger? Yeah, yeah, big penis. That's a dick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that – You, you got to think that one through, guys. You can't just put that to print. Yeah, somebody that, – that ran through multiple people and all those people signed off on it. But that's what happens. Lordy, lordy. Um. You, you got to have somebody like me and you, like, sign, be the last person to sign off. They're like, guys, is there any way this can get turned into, like, a, a penis or, or some kind of – Shoot me an email. Erotic figure. Right. Which I was kind of thinking about it. Foam fingers kind of can <coughs> be that anyways. But then you add the ball on top, and you're like, no, that's definitely a penis. Yeah. Also, yep. the hand looked more weird than most foam fingers. You have a foam finger up. Oh, you have the – the turn yeah, the turn okay. I was about to say I want to see a thumb fling, think flinger finger flipped to see if it does kind of look like a penis because I'm now that I'm thinking about it, it might already look like a penis. Mm. I've said penis a lot in the last two minutes. Yeah, no, it's on your <laughs> mind. <laughs> Hang, thanks, Bruce Pearl. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Jared Dickey hit the crap out of the ball this weekend. You know, Drew Gilbert. Um. He was hitting well until he got a hamstring issue and, and didn't play today, but they didn't act like it was too serious. Yeah. More um, just kind of saving him. He was in the dugout hopping around being his normal self. So, <laughs> um, Jordan Beck, everything he hit was a freaking rocket. Yeah. And it was usually right to somebody, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but he finally got his and, and smoked one out with two outs. Um, I think they uh, – I forget. There was another big play with two outs. Um, but, yeah, Tennessee just hit the ball with two outs today, today and then um, Saturday they did a great job of that as well. Um, Drew Beam, speaking, I mean, good Lord. He's an, he's an athlete. I know he played quarterback at Blackman. What is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what glass did he break? I mean, good God. Like a double-pane window shattered. <laughs> yeah, Danny White might be paying for something at Minute Maid Park. <laughs> also, did you see – somebody commented on it. Did you see the umpire after it? Yeah. That was weird. Just to, he wanted to make sure it got out. Yeah. I would If I was the umpire, I would have stood up immediately after and gave – after I hear that, I had to watch oh, yeah. them all. <laughs> you got to. Yeah, today no, just took didn't. care of business, jumped on Oklahoma early and didn't look back. They only had five hits in the game. 
Um, I mentioned Drew Beam was phenomenal. He's been he's the most underrated pitcher. Oh yeah, on this pitching staff. And I mean, the the dude is just an athlete. I mean, he makes like he he took one I think off the shin maybe two weekends ago. Threw the guy out. You know, as soon as he did, I think Kirby Cannell did that yesterday too. Um, but I mean, you can see that kind of like natural athlete in him. Like he's just a right ball player. I don't know. Like I mean, he's looking like a pitcher too, but he's just a freaking athlete. Two hits, five innings, six strikeouts, one walk, um, no runs. I mean, I think forty-eight. No more than that. I think. 51 maybe of his pitches were strikes out of his 68. I mean, it was jeez. Yeah, I mean, that goes into, I mean, that's the way bring Anderson, they're going to attack the plate, man. Yep. You're going to have to attack earn it. Strike zone. Yep. Um, and then Christian Moore, good God. I mean, he has like, what, 11 at bats and he has 10 RBIs, three home runs. Um, including one he added today. He did it the hard way and had an inside the Parker. Um, but yeah, he was three for four, I think, on the day. But, man, he's another one. Like, this this team is just deep. And it, it's it's going to be hard night in and night out to keep guys out of your lineup. Like a yeah. Jared Dickey, for yeah. example. I mean, he kind of had to bat 800 for them to finally put yeah. him in the lineup. And, and now he's showing out. And Christian Moore, the same way, he's like, hey, I need – I need a roll too. Yep. Um, yep. Stevenson's another one. Chambers, they'd like to see him get going, but just hasn't to this point. So, yeah, there's a – Blake Burke hit a bomb today. Somebody said – Somebody said he looked like um, Jason Giambi, and I was like, whoa. I wouldn't. That's a comparison. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. <laughs> also, did you see this is this is a fail, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it because it reminded me of it. Um, so Barstool tweeted that they need to do an A Rod Jeter like Manning cast thing for baseball, and which like that doesn't. Yeah, don't as much as I like those two, I, I'd like to see what um, that would look like. But you don't have to mimic something that's already cool. I don't think you'd get the same dynamic. No, you, you wouldn't. And somebody's like, it needs to be brothers, like the Giambi brothers. And some guy was yeah. like, didn't Jeremy die? Like a month ago. Yeah, and he was like, the guy was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just don't see that taking off them. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find the exact comment. That would be an impressive broadcast from the LB Network if they could get him on somehow. Um, it said, didn't Jeremy die? And he said, yes. So not sure how that broadcast is going to work out. Also, at least you're getting the same kind of, I feel like it doesn't necessarily need to be brothers. It needs to be guys that have the same stature that Elon Payton had. Yeah. Like it has to be that same, it has to be the same dynamic between the two of them and of the stature. Yeah. I don't know how, like. I mean, Jeter and A-Rod are friends, no doubt, but I don't know if they're that, like you said, that And are they dynamic. that good of friends? Yeah, are they that good of friends? I, I couldn't tell you. See, I feel like the fact that you don't know that tells me no. <laughs> right, right, exactly. 
Who maybe? Who knows? Um, no, I think yeah. I, I mean, there a lot of people are going to try to mimic. I'm sure the NBA will have something soon. Which I feel like the NBA. Why is Charles Barkley and Shaq not already have one? That's a good point. Yeah, that dynamic and stature would work. So I feel like it's going to be mimicked here in the next couple of years with every major league. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Tennessee's good. They're, very they're a good. top 10 team, in my opinion. Very I think they good. solidified that this weekend. So D1 Baseball, Baseball America, better see you all tomorrow with those rankings. <laughs> Let's get it up. Get it up. Um, we, and tomorrow, make sure you come back here Monday night, 8 o'clock. Be here. The bat flip. Landon and Dylan will really dive into each game, each pitch, if you will. It it might be a long one on that. Um, <laughs> dive into each game and really get into the the nitty and gritty of this weekend and kind of recapping it, preparing you for um, for this week for the Vols as well. And also exciting news: uh, former Vol Cody Hahn be coming on the show here soon. Um, also, you may have heard his voice earlier this season. He's uh, been broadcasting with ESPN on Tennessee on the uh, with Tennessee for Tennessee on the weekends there. Um, so you definitely heard his voice already this year. So we're going to be excited to get him on, talk about some of uh, some of his time at Tennessee and but also the Vols right now and uh, what he's yep. seeing out of college baseball landscape, SEC baseball landscape, and uh, Tennessee. Excited yeah, to get just, that done. Get him on. Yeah, super excited. Also, for that. Terrific speaking of also. Yes, and, and and I feel like he fits in with the dynamic at Tennessee right now because um, when you're talking about a dude that can absolutely murder the ball, bombs only, it's it's Cody on. Can straight rake. I mean, we um, saw that from high school to like Walter State to Tennessee. I mean, that dude, every level could rake. Yeah, I don't. I, I got they may have should have left the lights that he busted out at Lindsey Nelson, just left them in, in memory of him. Yeah, put them in like a museum or something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He speaking of a guy who needs to go to BP. <laughs> or wasn't there, I forget, I, th- I think it was Vanderbilt where he hit like two home runs and they like took his bat and checked it. They checked it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll have to ask him about that. I, I hadn't heard yeah. that. I'm pretty sure that, that happened. That's fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to get him on. That's uh, it's gonna be a fun one. He's been great on ESPN. If you if you haven't been at the games, um, he's in there. So make sure you get to listen to a former Vol call in the game. Makes it a little. We talked we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. How it's, I, I, it was me and you that it, the hometown, which I know ESPN isn't the hometown broadcast, but getting a guy that um, cares about the team, it it makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah. Absolutely, and he doesn't. He not that he brings that. He doesn't bring the Burt Bertle camp on with him, but um, I, I'm sure it excites him a little bit to see Tennessee doing well too. Oh, for sure. And the guy knows the game. I mean, yeah, he he can't stay away from it. Is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, right. <laughs> clearly. Um, all right. Anything else for any last thoughts on Houston before we jump into some questions and segments? No, man. I'm good. All right. Well, uh, do we have any questions? I already got to one that we had on Twitter um, that was dropped there at the beginning. Uh, did you see uh, Nico's picture he took with Hosley, Golish, and Hypel? No, I didn't. Sorry, guys. You have to see my ugly face even closer. Is that a G Wagon? Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Get that bag, Nico. 
Get that bag. We'll see. All right. Well, we'll most see. important of the week. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Most important. I'm good. All right. Let's roll into it. Um, oh. Most important. My first one is Alante Taylor running a 4.3640 at the combine. That's... Good for him, man. He's he's made him some money. Because <laughs> that was the all one right. thing that was worrisome, and he silenced all the doubters. Right. Right. That's uh yeah. I'm because he's good, got the good size, he's long, he's good in run support. I mean, yeah, he struggled in coverage, but I think is I mean, you can fix some of that a little bit. Right. With that kind of speed. Yeah. Oh, Hunter, and good to see him get invited to the combine combine and get a chance to show it off. Yeah, for sure. Also, what did Cade what did Cade run? I got five two. Yeah. Matthew Bowler ran a five slow boys. Dang, not slow boys. Yeah. Jordan Davis casually ran like a four five eight. Are you serious? Is that what it was? Well, I've also got another Georgia guy that I got I got a compliment. Shout out to the punters of the world. What did what did Jordan Davis run though? It was stupid. Four seven eight, four seven eight, which is also incredibly fast, by the way. I know you hear four four thrown around, four five thrown around. He's three hundred forty one pounds. Four four seven eight at three hundred forty one pounds should be illegal. He should be thrown in jail immediately. That man can take over the world easily. <laughs> His ten yard sprint split was quicker than Jarvis Landry. That's insane. And shout out to Georgia punter Jake Camarada. Uh, I think is how you say his name. Guess is 40, Tom. Georgia punter. Throw, throw, just throw a number out. Four, four, five. Four, five, six. Dang. Punters are people too, baby. Bringing them back. That's That was faster than non-receivers and non-running backs. Good Lord. <laughs> um, I've also got another one. This is some, some uh, college baseball. Do you see where Mississippi State? This has been a tradition for a long time, and it's kind of getting picked up, like, notice because teams are tweeting about it, where they give out, like, leftovers from the game. Like, the people in the outfield that cook, they give them to the away team. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, that just feels like college baseball to me. You get those outdoor you get those outdoor grills in the back, in the uh, the patios cooking, and, and then giving them to the away team, feeding feeding the feeding the bad guys. Yeah, that's good. You don't love it. Better than, better than Putin. Taking care of them better than Putin. Um <laughs> And then I've got one more for, for baseball. Um, Louisiana Lafayette sold out of their $2 beers in like the top or the bottom of the first or something like that. Jesus. Dude, they pack that stadium. It's not very big. I don't know what it seats, but they pack it in. It seems like every night. That's awesome. And then, of course, for $2 beer night, you know it's going to be packed in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine. I mean, you'd have to get there freaking two hours early. As soon as they opened the gates to do that at Lindsey Nelson, there was two dollar beers. You just tell me where to go. I'll be there for two dollar beers. You want to go to Louisiana Lafayette? Kinda. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Any fails? Um, fail- yeah, fails. Um, I had the 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 penises at Auburn. That was my. That was my fail. So I'm looking for another one because I already brought that up in the show. Dude, I went to a restaurant last night. I won't name drop it. It was a pretty nice restaurant. 
Um, it was the weirdest experience I've ever had in my entire life. Where is it at? Um, it's in Townsend, I think, technically in Townsend. Um, it was very weird. I, I don't even know how to describe it. I, one of the weird things was the food runner was literally, I'm not saying she was moving quickly when I say this, she was literally sprinting. She would turn around from our table and sprint. She came out, she came to our table twice out of breath. <laughs> it was so weird. Man, that's fast food. <laughs> it was the strangest thing I've ever experienced. I left that thing weird. <laughs> Yikes. Our waiter got engaged today, so congratulations. <laughs> Wait, what? He told. I mean, I, I, of course, struck up a conversation with, I guess she was, I don't know what they call it, at nicer restaurants, kind of the hostess. And she was like, our, um, the, your waiter is my boyfriend. He'll be, and it got to the conversation of eventually she was like, he's proposing to me tomorrow. Like we're getting engaged tomorrow. So, oh, so congratulations. She, she already knows. <laughs> I feel like all women know now, right? I feel like women pick out the ring. Like it, it's just. I feel like they know, like. They probably shouldn't know until that day. Yeah, no, no, no. They pick. I, I agree. They pick up on the hints. They they realize it's happening. But I feel like women even know. They're like it's happening this week. Like they know that now. Like he, we've shopped for a ring a month ago. Uh, we're going on a nice date tomorrow, or Saturday. I don't know. Just seems like nowadays they always know. See, Raven didn't even know I had a ring. Shout out, dude. Bought it on your own. Yeah, dude. <laughs> With my grandma. <laughs> smart smart choice you gotta take yeah. a woman along yeah oh oh i did have the dude that threw seven hats including the miami hat before he committed to miami trayvon citizen i just i get trying to fake out but maybe don't throw your own team's hat it's just so exhausting to watch now i don't even like it anymore. <clears throat> i don't either like it's not it's not cool. And, and even with a transfer portal like that, I think it takes away from signing day. It's like that kid's yeah. probably not even going to be at Miami for four years or three years. I would almost say he definitely won't be at Miami. Probably not. <laughs> um, I have one fail, and it's uh, Mississippi State. So they are okay. most important and failed. So yeah, shout out. out. That's, yeah. Um, so up one. Bottom of the seventh, bases loaded. Balk. Oh my gosh. Just start to start the like batter. I hadn't even thrown a pitch yet and balks. Yikes. Yikes. So they tie and Tulane ends up winning the game and the series. They did one like didn't they win like twelve to one on Saturday too? Mississippi State game. like blew them out. Yeah, on Friday. And then Saturday. Oh, Friday. Okay, Friday was 12 to 1, I think. Saturday, it was like 11 to 10, and Tulane hit a walk off in like the 11th or something like that. Yikes. So, yeah. Mississippi <laughs> State, 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 I mean, that, they're still in the top 10. How? You think they gave food to Tulane today? Maybe. <laughs> no, that, it was at Tulane. It was at Tulane? Okay. Yeah. I was like, I think we talked about this. It was Tulane, Tulane probably did not give them food. I don't know, man. I, I like kind of being like, hey, thanks for coming, giving us a series win. Here's a 
here's, here's a, a plate for the ride home, boys. Yeah, here's a dog <laughs> for the ride home. <laughs> At least it wasn't a 12 hour bus ride this time for, yeah. for Mississippi State. Shout out, Iona. Good God. You know what's even worse? Tennessee plays James Madison, who's not bad. I think they're eight and four. Rhode Island this weekend, 0 and 10 so far this season. <laughs> Golly, I didn't realize they were zero ten. I knew they were struggling. They yeah. they played Auburn this this weekend. They got blown out just about every game. Yeah, they played them four times. I think they had two shutouts. Be a fun one this weekend. Yep. I won't be able to be there. I have tickets, so sorry. You have Apologies. tickets to the game? To Rhode Island Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is what it gonna is. Get, you gonna like sell them or? Uh, no, I'm trying to get a formal vol in the in the seats. So, okay, yeah, trying to give them away. Do my due diligence. Okay, cool. Yeah, new thing, man. That's all They're I got. They're twelve dollar tickets. I'm not. That's not right. too. I'm not dying for them. Yeah. yeah, I think they might have been ten actually. Whatever. Good to go. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been fun today. We'll see you guys tomorrow night with Landon and Dylan on the bat flip. Um, then back again here on Thursday night. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll do it again. We want Nico. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.